0: Welcome to another episode of Mr. Therapist and the Cancer Podcast. We are your guide to personal recovery, whether you're dealing with an addiction, mental health issue, or just trying to figure some things out. We are here to demystify therapy, and we're the best podcast out there. Jesse O.
1: This week, we're going to talk about how to break up. Yeah. Okay.
0: Let's do it. Here we go. what's up bro i gotta talk to you we need to talk hey what's going on man we need to talk. here we go we need to talk here
1: we go what do we need to talk about <laughs> another episode this week know. we're we're live on we're live re- recording on cnn <laughs> <laughs> <Mm-mm-mm>.
0: no. <laughs> no i don't know um so what's going on dude what's new not much dude not much i'm i'm feeling good though mm-hmm. i feel like uh you know after our super bowl predictions hit we're uh We're we're still talking about sports ball. Yeah, (laughs) the thing we shall talk about all year long. So, um, have you? So I sent. I sent you. We talk about this a little bit. I sent you some reels about. The guy who's doing the raw chicken experiment, right? You sent me a lot of inappropriate reels, but <laughs> so we don't talk about that. But the, let's yeah. talk about the raw chicken. Everybody thing. does it. Everyone sends their friends. Oh,
1: I'm very clean cut. I would never send anything inappropriate. The raunchier, have the reels. Yes. I'm friend, i a child. Yeah. better the friend. There we right? go. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're we're really close then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's a guy out there. Um, it's, his hand, his social media handle is raw chicken experiment. We're actually plugging him. And we're plugging. him. Holy shit! Okay. You probably know about him already. I
1: wonder if he needs to go see therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's doing
0: really well, actually. I don't know about this. He <laughs> haven't convinced me. <laughs> Did you remember that? So he's eating, he like every this d- okay, day. Okay,
1: hold up. This dude's
0: eating raw chicken
1: every and there's day. no mental health issues with this
0: guy whatsoever? Every day until his tummy aches. His tummy? <laughs> and that's what he said. He yeah. Called, yeah. So his tummy? He's like, he's so he's 13 years old or no, what? No, okay. no, he's, I think he's a, he's a researcher, a scientist. Okay, okay. He's a scientist.
1: So talk to me about this. Why did you want to talk to me about this raw chicken thing?
0: Uh, because you won't try it with me. <laughs> I don't know.
1: No, dude, I'm not going to eat raw chicken.
0: <laughs> no, he's... Uh, so so at first I thought it was like, you know, a random person trying to get views and doing some, something not so smart On, I feel like there still could be some <laughs> credibility to that so, so but I think as I looked into it it's this guy is actually like trying to um, bring awareness to how unhealthy our, our chicken is you know and so what he's trying to say is like if you actually eat healthy chicken like, raw like it won't cause you to get like salmonella or like some of these infections that uh Chicken that is pumped up with hormones and probably not raised right. You right. You know what I mean?
1: So you're basically saying he's eating these these non, like, um, what, whatever. is like there's no hormones no in hormones, these. Yeah, no, they're very yeah. clean. Very clean, yeah. Um, I don't want to say organic because I always think of organic probably chicken. Is organic, but all that yeah. stuff is you're saying because it's so clean, this meat is so
0: clean that it's not like you could, be, yeah, so you could basically eat it raw. And you won't get. All the illnesses that you think raw chicken gives you. I will say this. I don't think I'm not promoting eating raw chicken. You're not gonna
1: serve up raw chicken no, tonight to gonna, the misses and no, the kids? We're not okay. Do, uh, okay.
0: A chicken roll. Okay. Unfortunately. But I think uh but I think there's like to me, like I, I care about stuff like that. It's like, man, like the food that we're eating, we're trying to eat healthy and like Do you chicken. eat healthy though? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Like we I mean when I Do you eat healthy, red meat? We eat we eat home cooked meals is my, my <laughs> definition of health.
1: Here's the thing: I think there's a drive by di- people have different agendas, and like I've heard of like the whole like um, the carnivore diet, right? Right? There's yeah. like I think people have driving factors on like what works for their system and their body, like. Yep. So I think that there's probably agenda behind this as well. Like, sure, if the homeboy wants to eat some raw chicken, <laughs> and maybe that's like his statement. Dude, like, dude,
0: he dri- he has a champagne bottle with egg yolk. Okay. And
1: he drinks the egg yolk. Well, see, I've done, i I remember the old Rocky thing where he used to like break two like hard-boiled eggs. And you know what? Honestly, I've thought about like cracking up an egg before and like sucking one down just to like, for just like in the sense I have limited time in the morning.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah, I've thought about it because like I always feel like I'm go go go, and my breakfasts aren't never really like sustaining. And I'm like, if You've I su- not thought about, it. I have it. thought about it. I'm not actually like, <laughs> like really committed to the idea, but I'm like. Could I do that? And I was like, heck yeah. Because, yeah. like, I usually like when I drink my water or like I drink my energy drinks, I'll just chug it. Now, these most definitely taste better than like a raw egg or whatever. <laughs> but, like, I feel like I could suck down an egg.
0: <laughs> Probably one <laughs> or so, <to> two, right? <laughs>
1: um All right. So, <laughs> on that conversation, we are talking about unhealthy eating habits. Yeah. Do you want to talk about
0: your Taco Bell addiction? No, but hey, dude, I brought in salmon today. I'm very proud of you. He brings in. Can I tell on you?
1: Sure. Yeah, he, you can tell he on brings me.
0: Brings in Taco Bell every day we record. And every
1: not well, we don't record every day, yeah. but when we record, yeah. it's quick. Yeah, it's expedient. Yeah. I grab two spicy potato soft tacos and, yeah. Yeah. boom.
0: And uh, and I, I was concerned for the guy, you know. I was yeah, like, yeah, hey, bro. You ain't no spring chicken. No, it's not. Like, no, it's not. Watch no, your no, diet. not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and but today you brought fish. I did, so
1: um, yeah. I just because uh, the fish was gonna go bad, and yeah. I needed to eat it. So,
0: and you used to be a, a, a pescatarian, or
1: listen, I've tried to like cut out different red meat. I feel like I, I don't dig I'm on swine. You.
0: I always gave you shit, but I, I actually respect it.
1: I don't. Thank you. Yeah. I never knew that, but I I don't dig on swine too much. It's and part of it is I'm not talking about cops either. <laughs> Hey Chuck, <laughs> um, he's retired, but um, but like he uh, or I, I think like eating pig to me, like I uh, I also don't like. I feel like I can't eat what I can't kill. I'm not saying I can of this door right now and stab a chicken to death or anything like that because I love me some chicken, but I feel like pigs have personalities and like I just don't want to do that. I feel like I, I that's so I, sweet, dude. I think I heard a, I think the RZA was talking about it from Wu Tang Clan. He was saying um, I don't know if it was the RZA or the Jizza, really? one of those guys but uh casey or jojo (laughs) but like but i like he was saying like you know we're in 2024 like why do we have to continue to like eat meat or like continue to kill things to eat so but listen some people love eating like red meat some people like eating like that stuff and that's that's okay like whatever you prefer um that's totally cool (laughs) i'm just like i was funny i was like talking to you like you were right here Then i was like i realized i look like i'm talking to a ghost Which actually could lead into the topic this week, Um, unhealthy relationships. Actually, I guess it would be an unhealthy relationship where you would be the breakup. So on time sessions this week, um, you want to close the door all the way? Yeah,
0: I want to give you props for being able to Just keep
1: going, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Basically saying that I could have my own spinoff, the counselor. (laughs) Uh, But we were going to talk about breakups. So on time sessions, let's start the clock
0: here. We're
1: going to process the breakup process i guess yeah Um, so so how do we break up
0: yeah dude i was just telling you we need to talk we need to talk
1: and i told you going into the subject like looking back on my illustrious like career of dating i was never a solid breakup guy i was probably so um i don't know if it was codependent but i always needed to have like another person in my life to validate like that people still liked me yeah um so for me like I would never just break up with somebody. I'd have to make sure somebody was like on the waiting deck, like yeah. I was ready to move somebody in that position, like oh, okay. I was yeah. so fearful of like not having that validation through a woman particularly. So, I was always really bad at breakups. To where like that's where unfortunately my history of like being unfaithful in the past would be yeah, would it would be very prominent in sure. these relationships. Yeah. So, I think it wasn't until or I know until I was until I got sober I finally practiced being alone for the very first time. It was like the first time in a year where I wasn't dating anybody and I was just trying to figure out who I was. So basically the counter of this, this conversation is like breaking up, breakups. How do, how, how do you break up? How have you breaking up, broken up with people in the past? Like, let's, let's talk about it.
0: Not in a very healthy way. Okay. Um, I think for me, breaking up was always like really hard to do. Um, and, uh, I would say uh, similar to you, like I never, I never took relationships serious in the way that um, you know, if I was dating somebody, I would not respect that relationship, right? I would, I would, my mind was always on like hooking up and like you know, like getting laid, and if I had an opportunity to do that, that proceeded over respecting the person that I was with.
1: You know what's really weird? I never was really. I wasn't ever like sex focused. I think I was more like, I I think I just, if if I wanted to get somebody to like me, if I knew that they liked me almost, that was almost enough validation sometimes. Kind of strange. I was like, I felt like my ego was stroked enough by just going, hey, this girl would you know either you know hook up with me or whatever or maybe like i don't know for a fact but i feel like she'd at least spend time with me so i'm like okay i could check that box off it was really like yeah once again that's sick like seeking validation so but you as you said you didn't really have a a good way to like break up
0: no so i would i mean like i feel like i can look i'm in a really long relationship with my wife uh so looking in high school is probably where i have to access like past relationships. Yeah. And yeah, it was, I, I would, I would date. I probably had like a total of maybe five girlfriends. Like I don't have this extensive like history of, of dating, but, yeah. um, and so I would, I would date someone. I would still be talking to other girls, right. With, with a bad intention. I mean, I remember one breakup it was like probably the most serious relationship I had before my wife. And, um, this person was, you know, we were dating for about, I don't want to say like six months, maybe. Okay, three three or six months. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were moving to to Texas. Okay. And the only reason why um, I was with this person was because we were sexually active. Yeah. And like, I really wasn't into them. Yeah. Um, but I I don't even think I had the depth of recognizing like how yeah, stupid yeah. that was. You were you were much younger. I was then. like a junior. Yeah. 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 Um. And uh. And she was moving to Texas, and I remember been like, oh, well, like this kind of works out because, you know, then we don't have to date anymore. Right. And uh, she came over to my house uh, probably like a month before she knew she was moving to Texas and she let me know like, hey, like I'm moving, you know, she was crying she wasn't sure what was going to happen. And my, I'm still sort of like roll my eyes at myself, but I was like reassuring her. I was like, hey, don't worry, like we'll make this work. Yeah, it's like, man, what an asshole, right? But it was, and if I when I look back at it, like I pulled that card all the way up to the last day, and I was like, "Hey, I actually don't think I can make this work." Like literally the last moment before she was about to leave.
1: Well, it goes and, back to go ahead.
0: Yeah, so looking back, I'm like, yeah, like it's just for me, like breaking someone's heart or saying saying I, I can't do this was just really hard for me. Just yeah,
1: ending. I don't want I don't say any ending anything is awkward. Yeah, I think if you quit a job or if you quit a relationship or if you make any type of like change i mean it's i think there's like this uncomfortable thing yeah and a lot of us society wise like we we kind of shine away from vulnerability so like yeah to be like hey it's not you it's me and i'm and so often in life that's just very true because yeah. it is it's like it's how we feel and so yeah so i i recognize the idea of that that's why like people ghost other people you yeah. know they don't respond because it's like i could sneak out of this and get away with it and not have to deal with any type of tension i was just running a group this past week and i was it was a discussion on like love-hate relationships and i asked a group of clients i was working uh with in, in the therapy group i had and I said, uh, I said, do you guys love or hate conflict? I had them pick one or the other. The, the eight people in the room all said they hate conflict. Now, I know that's extreme. I don't know if they hated conflict. But in general, it's just the idea of like having to confront someone. And, and conflict yeah. is not like you know, fisticuffs, even though some people think conflict would be like a, a physical altercation. Conflict is just life, as yeah. I told them. I think people just, you come across things that you are just, you have to deal with it, and it's uncomfortable. And we, sh- like once they said, it, we shine away from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think the question that you asked earlier, how do you break up with someone in a healthy way?
1: Before uh, that, I just want to say this really does tie into like, you know, we talked about recently like the love of like the game, but it was around Valentine's Day. So people could be dealing with like recent breakups mm-hmm. as well. And also we talked about the, the, the quiet quitting, you know, yeah. we, we've talked about people quiet quitting their relationships. Yeah. So this is like a big topic of like what would be a healthy way to, to break up with somebody and I'm sure you've probably had people come into the rooms uh, sessions with you I've, I've had people like come in uh, early in recovery saying like I don't know this person's like my number one trigger yeah. like my, my spouse and my significant other is like they make me want to drink or use I mean you can't blame people while you drink or use but it's a big contributing factor yeah. emotionally so yeah the question that I asked w- you was
0: relationships are so you, you asked me like how do we break up in a healthy way yeah the first thing that comes to mind is like relationships are the hardest area to give people advice because everyone does relationships in a different way. Right. Yeah. Um, so that I don't think there's one way to break up, right? Um, and do you
1: have that too? Do you have people say like, tell me how to do this?
0: I have people tell me like, "How do I? How do I uh, get through my, this breakup?" You know, yeah. afterwards, once like they're probably the one that are heartbroken, right? And they're like, "How do I move through this? Do I do this? Do I start seeking other women?" And so it's like it's hard to 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 give them a direct answer, right? But um, but I think what you said is important, like uh, practicing bringing up conflict, practicing assertive communication in relationships could lead to a healthy breakup because if you're asking for what you're wanting, what you're needing, what you're hoping for the relationship, that's the only way you let your partner know where you're at. And that's the only way that they can have the opportunity to let you know if they're with you or not, right? And and with that information, you can make a decision of like, okay, this could work or shit, maybe you can't, right? But but you have to determine that. Um, but I think just that honesty and um, confronting things as they come up is, is probably the most important factor right there Yeah, with a healthy breakup. Yeah.
1: Um, I think a lot of times people probably get in relationships too, because impulsivity, like they just, um, they're just in the moment and maybe they're not really like liking the person, but they're lusting over the person. So they'll get into something quickly. So, um, I, it says, do you ever feel like sometimes people get into relationships really quickly? Uh, that they realize they should have never got in the first place or maybe their intentions were poor. Do you feel like maybe in some ways that's like even harder to get out of a, like a relationship like that instead of a long-term relationship? I guess probably a long-term relationship would be a little bit harder.
0: It probably gets harder the more time that passes, yeah. right? Um, the more committed. You start having kids. You start getting even more committed. right? right? Yeah, yeah more harder.
1: commitments and more stake in the game, right? Yeah.
0: So. But I think if you can, I mean, we go into talking about like codependency, right? Like, and not being able to be alone or needing someone else to feel good. I think it's our responsibility as individuals to, to be able to differentiate between I need this relationship or like this relationship enhances me, you know, this is good, good for me versus I need it. Right. Right. And so being able to distinguish that I think is important. So you, you know, when things are unhealthy.
1: Yeah. I just mentioned like, you know, uh, as I said, a lot of people that are getting sober will say, This person, they won't realize it, but they realize they start to realize like family or relationships are probably their number one, their key things to trigger their emotions, right? So, um, is that fair to say? Hey, like that person is my main trigger, and like you caused me to drink or
0: use. I understand. So, I think is it fair to say? I think it's fair to maybe that maybe. That's how you are highlighting that this person triggers you. I think it's fair to say. I think. Could you have that? Point, com-
1: you think it's okay to have that conversation with it? Can I, like, I, let's say I had a partner right now, and I was, I wanted to use drugs yeah. because of them or, or drink alcohol. I know ultimately it's it's what I do with it, right? But would it be fair for me to go to that partner, my partner, and be like, "Hey, you." Cause me to drink, or you're one of the reasons. Like, I want to drink. Do you yeah. think that would
0: be like a good way to? No, it's not a good way to handle okay. it. Because I, I, what ha- what you're doing is you're not taking accountability. You're not taking responsibility, right? Yeah. It's, but it is their fault. You're responsible. It's their fault, though. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but you're responsible, right? Um, I argue that <laughs> you're you're ultimately responsible for the decisions you make. But that is a way to communicate, right? Sometimes it's like, hey, like you really piss me off. Sometimes, like maybe
1: that's I wouldn't say that's the best tact, <laughs> but at least it's like. Reading conversations or no, is like yeah.
0: I I think especially around communication, sometimes you got to work with what you have, right? And then if you can't get there by yourself because you don't have the best form of addressing conflict, then that's when you seek a professional to help you talk about things. It's very valid that your wife pisses you off. It's very valid that they trigger you to want to drink. Yeah, yeah. There's a way to say that, right? There's a way to communicate that. There's a way to own that. You know, so.
1: I feel like this conversation is is really like one of your strengths because you deal with right, a lot of couples. Yeah, yeah. Um. So just like, can you talk to the audience about some of your experiences and like, how do you handle like what? you you've seen people come in married that are probably that they're on the verge of that breakup and I don't know when in couples therapy we've never really explored this like you will have a couple that comes in together, right? Maybe, could you explain couples therapy just a little bit? So like two people call, yeah, go ahead. Tell us, how how does it work?
0: Yeah, so usually, you know, usually one person, most of the time it's one person that calls me. It's usually the woman, isn't
1: it? It's the woman, isn't it? sometimes it's the guy. I'm just, okay.
0: (laughs) But something happens, whether the person that's motivated calls me because they want to get started, I want to talk to the other person just to see where they're at. Um, Or the person calls me that, was given an ultimatum to be able to, to do therapy. So, you know, but they'll call me, something's going on. Every situation's different. Some Most of the time, there's a crisis situation happening where they're like, you know what, this is our last resort. We haven't been able to get along. And, is there uh, a lot of pressure
1: with that, being the last resort?
0: There... I, I can feel their sense of urgency. But, but the,
1: you're almost they're almost saying right there in that moment, right? Though like therapy has to save this or it's
0: done. Pretty much. So like it's important for me to clarify with that it's like okay, just so you know this isn't going to fix anything in the next month. Like this is really Um, a slow process because we have to get your foundation correct we have to understand the problem Uh, so I really try to coach the clients to understand that like this isn't gonna be a quick fix you know even though it's a last resort so a lot of couples don't aren't cool with that a lot of are so um, depending on the case but yeah we'll do that and then we'll do an assessment period they'll come in together we'll understand what they want to work on and then depending on how that first session goes I might want to see them individually uh, especially if the, we can't really talk in the room without triggering each other or it just gets a little too chaotic. If there's history of sexual trauma, addiction, domestic violence, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and then after that fourth session, we have a pretty good solid plan on like how to move forward. But it takes some time. I feel like it takes a little bit for us to start feeling the therapy become effective. One of the things that I always get a question though around if I'm seeing a client with a breakup, and I, I'll ask you about this, do you think it's healthy for, helpful for someone who just broke up, who just got their heart broken, to start having sex right away? Uh, just because there's a need for that? Yeah, like a, there's because there's a, a... Physical need? Yeah, or even the sense of, like, uh, being able to rebound, being able to, like... Well, I, I was thinking
1: like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, you don't need sex. It's not like water or food, even though sometimes we feel like we need to have sex or we're going to, yeah. we're going to like, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I, I just wanted to throw that in there at some point in time. <laughs> um, what up, Steve Carell? Um, but like, uh, I think that, no, I don't, I, I think maybe. It, I think people just need a moment probably just to kind of see where they're at. Yeah. And they're, once again, I think sex a lot of times is validating a loss of something. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's to each their own with a lot of this. But I feel like, I don't know if you break up and you already like, maybe that dire need to like i need to be proved there's some value to me that people still want to date me yeah. like i think that's no it's i coming don't mean from somewhere else yeah, yeah. I, I feel like maybe that maybe something else is going on in a relationship then cuz if you're if you break up with somebody and you're already out the door looking to have sex or have like physical interaction with somebody like that i feel like there's yeah. there's something more telling maybe so
0: yeah i think it's uh it's one of those territories where almost like addiction, right? Are you masking something else? Are you trying to make yourself feel better? Um, and if it is almost a, a sex as an escape yeah. and not recognizing that what the shit that you're avoiding to deal with is going to still be there right. once the sex is over.
1: Have you, I've heard this before from clients. Um, like I've, I've heard them say, I've had a bad experience in therapy because i um, I went to a therapist, a couples therapist, and the therapist sided with my wife or sided with my husband. Yeah, I totally have had, yeah. You have
0: experienced that before? I've experienced uh, clients talking about that uh, and why they've left maybe a therapist and have come to me. Um, And you know what? Um, It's so funny because most recently... I've been getting a lot of times where the guys feel sort of like the therapist is teaming up with their wives. Yeah. And so they're coming to me is a really refreshing experience because they're like, "You know what? Like I feel like you'll have my back a little bit more," which I'm obviously I'm not there to be one person's back up right. the other. But yeah, I definitely had that experience. Yeah. And It sucks, right? Cuz I think the it's it's a, it's a tough skill. Couples therapy is hard. Um the more people you add into the room, it's hard. But Yeah. It's a balance of making both people feel heard and understood without, you know, if I make your wife feel heard and understood doesn't mean that I'm like invalidating you, Mm -hmm. but I can see both points of this and you got to do a lot of work early on to be able to, to create that experience for both of the, 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 the people in the room. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult though, for sure. Um I, what what's your do you have a breakup story at all that
1: I don't I don't like I said I really don't have any good Evil. either people have broken up with me or I've just done the whole like hey I got the backup quarterback here yeah. they're starting next
0: week so What was Yeah, how much time do we got? <laughs> we
1: got we got like a few minutes. I what if you had something I have I, a question for you. Go for the question and I'll I'll remember yeah. my thought here. What yeah. what are we going to ask me? Fuck
0: the time, right? <laughs> what uh, <laughs> Time sessions? <laughs> what um What's it like being breaking up, broken up with, for you? Well, how, oh, was I'm that, was so that like? bad.
1: I'm so like, I'm gonna go to my car and listen to every sad song possible.
0: Um, Fuck, I was broken up with. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I think you're that right. to me,
1: <laughs> I feel like th- the actual. I want to do the breaking up, even though I'm poor at it. I'd be like, I want to end this. I want to be the guy who makes the call. So when people have broken up with me, I'm just like what? Like so oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so terrible. Like it's just like you are. Yeah, so I'm I'm super sensitive for the most part. So like past breakups to me have been like the end of the world as I know it. Yeah. So I'm not good with that cuz it is the biggest smack in the face to my character defect which, which is ego. So it's like so shitty. yeah. So I just
0: as you said that I, was, I remembered that fucking feeling and it's shitty. But don't you do you, look looking back, do you think you're you, you came out better, uh, a better person after the breakups? Like I think these the
1: are time? yeah, I think they're all wounds that will heal. Yeah. They just they feel they hurt so much in the moment. So I'm um, I'm a guy that'll like let's still play like one song over and over and over again when it's referring to a certain experience or feeling.
0: Goodbye, my love. <laughs> no i haven't played the (laughs) (laughs) game michael scott all over this
1: thing so was it the episode with jan where he was just like yeah was it i don't know i just remember sitting in office but like you know it is it's like this monumental thing in the (laughs) moment but then um Yeah, then, like, you can hear that song, like, a year later, and and unfortunately, like, like you might really still like that song, and it's tied to that experience, but I could almost, um, I think I heard a song not too long ago, actually, I know I heard a song recently that I, like, related to a person, and I was just kind of like, this song's really cool, made me think of the person, but it wasn't, like,
0: no ill will, it was just like, wow,
1: that time in my life, I was like, I was really struggling right there, so, but, um, it's a real check, uh,
0: that's important for anyone listening like going through a breakup right now like you you you'll get through it you won't this this will not kill you um, and you'll become better because of it it just just you know move through this experience every day and uh, and look for help go talk to someone um, whether it's a family member or a mental health provider yeah
1: last thing I wanted to ask the question was like have you ever maybe it could be personally or maybe you've seen it have you ever seen a real diplomatic breakup like a real clean oh, dude because i was I, I don't know if i ever really i've never had one personally and i couldn't even give you off the top of my head like one where it's like people just like amicably like split and go this is over yeah. like ha, can you can, can you describe the characteristics of that like yeah. briefly of like what a diplomatic breakup would look like yeah for yeah. our viewers or listeners
0: so one is coming to mind right now um i don't think it's one i can talk about okay. specifically um how did they do it though maybe yeah 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 actually uh oh my gosh now it's coming yeah so here it comes yeah 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 so uh the one that i know about like it was actually you know pretty good like it was through through a letter. Um, really? And it, yeah, and it was. I thought it was very smart because sometimes when you are trying to communicate these really hard feelings, you can go off on tangents. The person can like that you're trying to break up with could could ask questions and that could lead you away from what you're trying to say. But a letter really can help you write everything that you want to talk about, everything that you've been feeling, the good and the bad. And if this letter had. The bad, why we're breaking up, and it had the good, like what I'm gonna miss about our relationship and yeah. how much I value you as an individual. And I was like, holy fuck, like what a mature way to break up. Yeah. Um but I think that I mean that was probably the and having just this objective perspective of like, hey, you're an amazing individual and I wish you the best. And this fucking sucks for me. And it's this this is why, this is how you've hurt me. Um, and I wish you the best, but I need some time. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, was probably the most diplomatic breakup I've seen.
1: There's power in writing. There's power in journaling. Um, I've always said this: you can't like, you can't talk back at a letter. You just a lot of times you just got to listen to a letter. Yeah. Sure, you could talk back and yell at a piece of paper, yeah. but I think it's it's if you read it, it's it's to the point, and you actually have a time to actually like take it in. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, very cool, man. That so, our time.
0: That's it. Till next time We're breaking up